You found it, my fellows. Welcome to the American Roadrunner podcast, aptly named after the book, American Roadrunner. Here in the next few episodes, we're going to have to break it into a few parts because it gets that exciting. This is Durango Road. I hopped on my old cop chop, did a nice little 750 mile hop in a day, got from here in Southern California up to Durango, Colorado, where I got to check out the Four Corners Motorcycle Rally and hang out with some fellow Stampeders and my friends the Jacks. You're going to get a few good road reports, you're going to get a good interview with the Jacks, that's Jer, Willie, and Ted. And then we're going to cap it all off with a very special interview. Stay clicked in. Enjoy the show. It's a beautiful day out here on the road. Road report. I'm up on the 40, mile marker 139, somewhere in the middle of northern Arizona. Uh, Just this side of Flagstaff, maybe 50, 60 miles, I'm not sure. Crockton Road, it's called. So, got to leave Southern California, Riverside, my house there this uh, morning. I was hoping to leave about 6 a.m., but it didn't happen till 7 a.m. So I got a little hot coming up the 15 on the 40 there before I got up here into the high country. It's about 5,000 feet up here, so it's a nice 85 degrees, but it probably got up to 95 there before I started climbing. It's been a pretty good day. A few uh, nice bunches of high clouds here to protect us. I'm over here on the side of the road next to some gorgeous big yellow flowers that are as tall as I am. I had to uh, stop in uh, in the middle of 40 there to get gas because it just works out to be 180 or 200 miles or something from from my place and it was real nice to uh, I'm glad they're there apparently they're on regular power now so they're no longer running on generators so the gas was only six dollars a gallon and I just paid $4 in California. Usually their gas there is about double, but I did okay. And then I went another, I don't know, 70, 80, maybe 90 miles. And sure enough, I ran, uh, thought I'd ran out of gas because the bike stopped wanting to go. And I switched it over into reserve and it still didn't want to go. When I looked down, I could see my fuel filter was full of fuel. I have a fuel filter just a few inches from uh, the plug-in of my garb there. So I thought, well, this doesn't make any sense. So there I am at an off-ramp, and I get off the bike, and I go to push it across the intersection, just a quarter mile down the street, maybe to the gas station, and my saddle rack falls off. So I thought, well, no big deal. So I bend down to pick it up, and while I'm doing that, the whole freaking bike tips over on me. And I thought, wow, I must look like a real idiot out here in the middle of some intersection. Lucky for me, uh, there's a big white truck behind me. And I remember I'd passed them 
probably a mile or two before the off-ramp. He had a big Harley-Davidson sticker in his back window, so he was kind enough to turn on his flashers and hold up traffic while I sat there and picked up my bike like an idiot. Then my saddle rag fell off again. So this time I put my kickstand down, picked up my saddle rag, put it on the seat, tucked it under a freaking bungee, and then pushed the back quarter mile. Man, if it's not one thing, it's another. But I put some gas in it, and it still didn't want to start. So I finally took some gas and ran it down the throat of the carbs, and it. Uh, and then I just opened it up. And uh, after about a minute, it it finally got started. I reckon Geoff just sold me some bad freaking gas. So uh, it's buttered and spit the last hundred miles. I suspect there's a bit of water in the gas, but. Anyways, it's all working now. We're having a good time. It's a pretty day, nice and sunny. Looking forward to get up to Durango, Four Corners Motorcycle Show. Hang out with the Jacks. here skirting the school storm skirting the storm just north of Flagstaff holy heck oh, looks like a pretty big one but it's to the east and luckily I'm getting ready to head north my uh, freaking sunflower seeds exploded in my bag I mean I can't find they're all at the bottom so I had to break down and buy some new sunflower seeds. Sometimes you just gotta let it go. Nice and chilly. Yeah, the storm kissed me for a minute and then let go and kissed me again and let go. So I'm pretty excited to not be anywhere near it. But I think it's heading to the west and I'm heading north. Got about another 300 miles to go. The road to Durango. The Durango Road. It's going to be a good one. So just a word to the wise. I'm trying out my new helmet. Just a full face. While I'm eating a banana. Uh, full face is uh, definitely a little different than what I'm used to. Compared to my open face. I've noticed A... I go a lot faster not realizing my speed and then B I just can't sip stuff to my lips like I want to my coffee cup my water bottle whatever so I rigged up a cool system it's a thermos and it's sitting on my handlebars strapped to my handlebars and I filled that up with coffee and I've got like a two-foot copper tube coming out of it so that's working out pretty darn well Necessity is the mother of invention. Or lazy people who don't who really want to freaking sip coffee while being out on the open road. Roadrunner report. Enjoying life.
Well, my Durango Road has proven to be quite an exciting adventure. Just west of Durango is a town called Cortez. And I ended up uh, fueling up there. There's about 50 miles between Cortez and Durango. And uh, wouldn't you know, my bike wouldn't start because my electrical system had taken a crap. I had no charging available. That's the only meter I keep on my bike. Tells me how my charging system's doing. I just rode an hour in the dark with no headlight, no tail light, and the bike trying to sputter out. But I made it. But I gotta tell you, the worst part, the absolute worst part, is guess what doesn't work when you don't have electricity? The cigarette lighter. It was riding in the dark with a flashlight in my left hand so I could see the yellow of the road, trying to do my very best to follow the car in front of me. And that would have been great if we were on a straight long road and the speed limit was constant, but man, west of Durango, it's up and down and left and right and just not the place to be without a headlight. Lucky for me, I kept that switch on the back. I just turned the headlight off and pretended it didn't exist and there was nothing to be done about it. Uh, as far as deer and animals and critters and all that, I just, I had to tell God, dear God, I know I don't go to church much, but my fellow Stampedo Villardi, I think he goes to church enough for all of us. So please let it count for something and please make sure I don't run into any deer or God knows whatever else. Life is short. Damn, that was an adventure. Thank God, I'm in. After making it to Jair's last night, Got to head on over here to Willie's. Willie lives on the other side of Durango. But when I made it to Jair's, I uh, hooked my battery up to a battery charger. I could see it was down to 10 volts and it was not charging, was not having it. And I had to think it was an AGM battery that I've rebuilt twice. So I had to be okay with letting that one go. But hopped over to O'Reilly's where everybody knew Jair's name and uh, got another battery. Unfortunately, the battery's a little bigger, even though it's the same same number. But cheap $100 insurance. I uh, Still, the charging system's way broken. So yeah, hopped over to Willie's. Willie has a few extra KZs. Uh, one of my favorites. It's a red one. It's got a nice flying Marshall Racing sticker on the side of it. But apparently it blew a top end last year. He had taken it down to the El Diablo run a few years ago. I think down to Arizona as well. Anyways, great KZ, but I had to steal the left side off of it after Jerry and I figured out my uh, stator was smoking like a bandit. So off my stator came, but luckily, uh, even though I carry a spare regulator rectifier, that was fine. So we got it all back together. We got the left side of the engine back together. Gasket was still good, but I still added a bit of black goop and uh, Engines holding fine. So I got the charging system working again and 
We're gonna have one heck of a party here tonight. Everybody and their mother's coming in. I had to walk a good hundred yards <laughs> across Philly's property just to get this kind of quiet. It's good to have friends and good places. Friends who have parts and they're happy to sacrifice a whole engine on a bike just to make sure you can get home. So got a new uh, left side cover on the engine for the stator. Life is good. And I was able to do a few other ratchets things to the scoot. Uh, unfortunately, the back tire had really shredded. So, lucky for me, Jer had an extra 18-inch rear tire, which is can be hard to find. But he had one. It was the one I gave him in Mexico a few months ago. Needless to say, it all worked out. I was able to rip it off. They got a tire machine there at Willie's. And, uh, boy, Willie had that tire off the rim in no time flat. And uh, since the bike was up on Willie's lift, it was uh, all pretty darn easy. I also found a mount that holds my back fender on. It had come undone. The welds had broken, which was odd because I've never had any welds that I've done break. But I guess after 100,000 miles on any motorcycle that's rigid, stuff's going to break. So I got to weld that up as well. Things are good. Bike's back in action. Uh, everything should be good. I should lose a little less oil too because uh, the left side engine is all happening. Been a good trip here so far, Friday night. The rally officially starts tomorrow. We'll see how that goes. Life is good. Saturday. Saturday night. Boy, I gotta tell you, the party last night at Willie's was epic. We were all out a little too late. I ended up coming back across Durango some 20 some odd miles about two in the morning. Boy, it was cold. Nearly froze my ears off because I forgot my helmet. But the bike ran good and uh, everything else is good. Came back to Jair's, crashed out for a few hours, woke up, went and had breakfast in Bayfield. That was exciting because we did a really good interview I'm going to put on here. The Sons of Bayfield, that's Willie, Jair, and uh, their dad, Ted. Just an epic character. I can't say enough awesome things about that guy. It was very educational, too. So, yeah, Ted's uh, motorcycle group is the Sons of Bayfield. A lot of people around here called Jer and Willie the sons of the sons of Bayfield. So they uh, come from a long lineage of motorcyclists. So it was really cool to sit down and get a good interview with them. We'll put that up here soon enough. The uh, breakfast was awesome. I was a little late and didn't get too much. But boy, Bayfield's just probably 30 miles maybe 20 miles uh, to the east of Durango's. Great little ride, great little town. And uh, yeah, this is all at uh, 
the Jack's house. So uh, that was great. And then we came back into town and everyone started racing, including Jared's dad. They uh, got this old, uh, I think it was a 40, they're calling it a 42, got it all back together and just an old flathead, man. So we're excited. They, we were really excited to see what that would do with the races. And it was great to run into a bunch of people at the flat track races. And I know Jer and Willie and Velarde, they all got out there on their freaking rigid stampede chops on the run with your brun. And, man, they just had a really good time. I was kind of bummed I didn't join in the fun. But I've, I've learned, man, my cop chop is not happy racing if it's not on road. So... Ah, good times. We're all, uh, we just got back to Jair's. After that uh, big event, uh, Dump Truck took Annette and I out to the uh, Old El Rancho bar, which was really cool. Next to that, I guess they had a bunch of stuff going. Annette ended up doing a girls ride today, and uh, they went a few cool places. And ended up back at the El Rancho bar in downtown Durango there. Annette actually uh, won an award. Most uh, female traveled most miles to get to the event. So that turned out pretty cool for her. She's been on the road for 14, 15 days now or something. She went up to Oregon for the dream roll and hung out here, hung out there. Anyway, she's done three or 4,000 miles, I reckon. Just having a good time. So it's nice to... Be back here, hanging out with Dump Truck was great, but we only did that for about an hour. We're still pretty tired from the party from last night, so tomorrow's a brand new day, though. Scoot's running good. Things are uh, things are happening, although I'm having a bit of a front brake issue, so I might have to, I suspect the pads are just worn out, which is weird because I never use a front brake, but I reckon if I look around town, I'll find another motorcycle or an old motorcycle that I can rob the front brakes off of should be good times Probably doesn't have to turn his phone off. You got your phone on you? Yeah. I wonder what it was. Think anybody will call you? Then the dang thing had no place to put them. I got my shirt pocket. I got a charger in the other room. Pocket on you. Two had to do is just go toss my phone in the charger. There's one right there. Okay, you guys ready? Yes, sir. How exciting! Bayfield, Colorado. <laughs> Pretty darn close to Durango, Colorado. If uh, y'all have heard the show before. You know, you might know who Jer is, which we don't really care about today. We care about the fact we're here with his dad, Ted, and his brother, Willie, on uh, Ted's property. This is where it all began, or this is where it all ends. You guys tell me. I don't know. <laughs> this place is great. I've never been at anything or any place so excited. I think we should take some pictures of the shop. We're going to have to take a lot of pictures <laughs> of the shop. And just so people get a sense of where we're at and uh, what, what we're doing. But... So we just finished my dad's 45, like just now, right, five minutes ago. Right. 45 Me and my dad flathead. are working on it. 
I don't know, for all summer, really, even longer than that. You want to explain what your bike is, Dad? Say what? Tell him what your motorcycle is. 45. Harley 45? My motorcycle is the latest one is a 19-something. The frame is a 1940. The motor is somewhat newer. We've modified a Triumph transmission to fit in it so that it will have a four-speed transmission. Oh, that's why it's on the right side. (laughs) It'll have a right-handed shift so we can drag my left foot around the racetrack. (laughs) Nice. And it has a hand clutch now. <laughs> it's like my first bike with a hand clutch. clutch. That was on the old Harleys of the day. Yeah, that is. We had like some pieces heliarched on the bottom of the transmission. All right. To, to, so it fits in the in the 45 mounts. Because the, the 45 originally came with mm-hmm. right side drive three speed. Three speed. Right. So yeah, this is it. You can't put a ratchet top. There's not enough room for a big twin Harley transmission. So the trick thing to do with 45 is to get the Triumph four speed. We, we just wanted to do that. Well, and we, I, we've I, heard about it, but we've never known anybody. Well, you else you did it once when I was a kid. You and John Martian did it. John. Yeah, <laughs> And the other thing is, we got a shout out to the Shoops for giving us the transmission. Yeah, so because oh, that's right. one of the reasons we did it. Like <laughs> Silver City, like his dad. Yeah. So the, the, our press. press brought it from Silver City, so he brought it to us. Yeah, so yeah. The, the Shoops in Silver City. Guys, they, they get props for that, <laughs> bringing us that transmission. Because we had to do a lot to it. We put a gear set in it and clutch clutch plates. And um, it was quite a deal building that transmission. There, like in the book, they're just a picture that says like a symbol. You know what I mean? There's no real right. instructions. <laughs> so, yeah, the only vi- the only technical hop we could find online was a man talking Italian. Yeah, the only <laughs> video the only on word, YouTube. The only word we could understand was complicato. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, we made it learn a little Italian. And then we have we finally just said, okay, we've tried and looked for help. We're just gonna have to put it in ourselves. But from that point, it took us about an hour to assemble something yeah. that we'd been working on for several days. Dude, the, the way that the gears stack right. up, because you got to put these shift forks on them, and the order in which they stack was was odd to us. It was intense. Yeah, they, but so you guys have been working on this bike for a year. Well, we yeah, got the, the frame. The frame of a year. I've so, been gathering up parts. Right. And I have enough extra parts now to build a trike. Right. <laughs> That's <laughs> and, great. My next project. That's great. And the thing is, my dad hasn't had a 45 uh, since you went. Yeah, I, I, I cut my teeth on a 1945-45. I was the only one in the national schools. And I had the only I, I was the only one in the eighth grade with their own Harley Davidson. <laughs> you had your own Harley in eighth grade. You could cruise back and front. This is over the Ignacio yeah, next door. Then I got into the next larger town over. motors. Yeah, yeah. For some reason, now I want to go back to the 45. All right. of a sudden, it seemed like a good idea. Right. And, uh, Flathead, so Ted. We, we're hardheads. We're hardheads, and nobody can talk about it. Amen, Unless sir. Unless we get an idea in our mind. Right. And no matter how difficult and how angry it makes us, when it don't fit, the challenges are... So last year, right. last year we did the Hooligan Dirt Dash, and my dad ran his 1938 Harley with... Um, the UL motor in it, the big right. 180, and we had so much fun doing it that he went home and started building this flat tracker that he's got now, this um, 45 motor. And we just 
almost hit the wall multiple times this week on it. Dude, couldn't get it running, couldn't get it running. Shout out to our brother-in-law, Fred. Yeah. <laughs> I had turned every screw on that carburetor, every way you could turn it. <laughs> Between Spencer lining us out on the yeah, ignition. Yeah, Spencer came and chewed the back. Shout out to Spencer Claus. But it's close. Cool. Yeah, we cool. call in all the favorites. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Takes a village, man. But the machinist uh, worked overtime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Gary Gerber just to help us out. So we're on cloud nine right now because we yeah, just got it running. We did like five yeah. laps up and down the street and got it in the trailer. Yeah, the that was real good. Is it now? We're going to be taking so how many It's twelve thirty yeah. now, and we have to be there at four o'clock for races meeting. And we're doing this now. So. I love it. This is the perfect time. Yeah. <laughs> Last year. I was in my 70s, and my motorcycle is 10 years older than I am. Yeah, my motorcycle yeah. was 80-something years old. Yeah. This one is from the 40s. A little newer. Move it, move, move in progress forward. It's We're going to tell people progress. it's 47. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Well, it certainly is beautiful. It's yellow. You picked yellow, not <laughs> color. Yellow. I, I went to Sturgis in 83 on a yellow and black motorcycle. Ah, okay, okay. And one guy... One day I was at the hamburger stand and this guy whipped around and come back and he had a beautiful show bike. It was painted yellow and black, trimmed yeah. in red like mine. Okay. He said, Whoa, we got the only two yellow motorcycles in Sturgis. <laughs> There's actually and a I picture. I had to go we meet can... all his friends and show them mine. <laughs> yeah. Then we had to go the other yellow camp. guy. And uh, he come over to my camp so I could show my friends his motorcycle. Oh, was that great. the year you were sucking toilets at Lampier's? That's a camp down or? No, different year. That was in 90. Remember when? That was in, yeah, that was in the 80s when I did. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. And now I went back 10 years later and right. every, there was yellow Yamahas, yellow Hondas, yellow Kawasaki's, Harleys. Right, 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 right. You know, a lot of yellow motorcycles. Well, it looks really good. And you, I mean, even the trailer matches. Yeah, my dad was on a yellow kick. It's funny, his boots. Oh, he did clean his boots off, but his boots did match. It takes two of us to pour paint in a, in a gun, apparently. Uh, <laughs> it takes more than two because you guys still Yeah, that's right. Apparently, well, apparently there's, more there's quite an operation here. I mean, this is a good acre, acre and a half. Yeah. It's, it borders the Pine River. Like, right. Right here through the window, just, just oh, yeah. We're actually on an island board. right here because yeah, it's okay, okay. Okay. Around around us, so you have to cross a bridge. When we got done, there was, when we started, there were no two pieces connected. Yeah. We had so, a frame. This friend of mine gave me an old 30. Sherry Brown, frame. you're like a, a pedo mechanic. Uh, I the desert hardest old lady. The internet yeah, one piece at a time. And we showed my dad eBay and his mind about exploding. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 He's like, nah, we, we, we went all the way to the swap meet on Denver. We showed him how to use our cell phones and look at parts on Chopper Swapper at eBay, and he's just going nuts, man. Like, yeah, I went and got my, I'm getting, I got an iPod now. And I, he went and took uh, computer classes at the library so he can look at motorcycle parts. Yeah, he's got like his own account. Account. That's going to be dangerous. That's a lot you got to be careful. Ever since these guys were little. We'd make an annual trip down to Denver to the biggest swap meet in right. this area. Right. And we would have to make a two or three day holiday out of it. And uh, now we find more things in 10 minutes online. I know. Yeah. <laughs> it's all just twin cam takeoffs, a lot of it. You know, we always come we back did, with some crumbs. Every we did source year. some 45 parts of it. He paid yeah. top dollar for them, but he got them. You know what and I mean? And sometimes you got to pay. It, you know, every year we've, remember we got that chrome cow pie for a hundred bucks that one time? Oh, yeah, we've cleaned house a couple yeah. times. Yeah, there's always been like one. But this year, man, we brought a bunch of stuff to sell. And um, 
we didn't hardly sell anything, but uh, like 20 people asked us for handlebar clocks. So I don't know. I guess we're missing the mark. Sportsters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, apparently nobody's into the same stuff that we are. I thought we, I thought had, like, we were going to go. Queen seats. We, we had, had like, Vader wheels, stuff. cool Vader. stuff, pull, like, six bin. Don't want any of that stuff. Yeah, a bunch. We had a whole pile of that six bin. At the swap meet, I looked at the available 45 parts, and it seemed like they were all quite high, and some of them had problems. Right, right. So I was trying to drew the guy down on him one piece <laughs> at a time. And he said, we ain't got time for all this. He said, just stack everything you want on the counter and we're going to do it once. Yeah. And he stood up and then he gave me a really good deal. I got everything okay. I needed. We got like a tote. Uh, coming under budget on the whole deal. <laughs> That's good. You know. Well, it is amazing how prices have gone. I just can't believe you can't find what you need here on property. <laughs> yeah. You got so many motorcycles. I, I, I do have at least one complete motorcycle. <laughs> yeah. There's some. Well, well, we're start, we're starting on another one right after this. Yeah, we're building another day to it now. That's great. Yeah, we we happen to just be in a small room that's part of the shop. The shop itself is it's an old barn. Yeah, it's a barn. Right. And yeah. right there is tax shed. Okay. <laughs> yeah, well, it's it's pretty. Pretty gigantic. I must admit, there's a few Hondas Goldwings on property that are kind of <laughs> off in the sheds. I'm a little gold? disappointed, Jer. Well, the, the story has got fuel injection. It's a 1200. Right, fuel right, right. It's a 1200, and it has a computer. It says, wow. travel computer, you know, new for 84. Right. Travel but the computer. story with the old one with the checker flags on it, we had a friend that lived in town named Pat Metter, and he was sick and dying, and my father bought that motorcycle, and, let, and he spent the summer touring – where was it, Missouri that he was from? Arkansas. Nebraska, Nebraska. But anyhow, he spent Nebraska. the whole summer on that Goldwing the year before he died, visiting all of his family one last time and everything. And then when he died, my dad got the bike back. And I kept it here. They had a big chopper thing going on at Cottonwood outside. It's <laughs> smoke out west. Oh, and smoke out west. Yeah. had impounded my chopper. They <laughs> said I had so many different parts on it. I must be a thief. I must be yeah. still in motorcycles. And it took me 10 months to get it back. Uh, and it yeah, almost didn't yeah. happen multiple Did he, times. He just, so he had an inside ID tag from the state, which is like a VIN tag. And some of the numbers were scratched off. And he had registration that matched 90% of the numbers. Right. But it, it, it was called obliterated yeah. VIN. And, um, yeah, it's a what a pain. It's kind of I wrote the story and it's been published in a national magazine. Charlie put it in, in the horse in 2016. Yeah. Nice. And uh, yeah, yeah. But it's all I have was Pat Metter's old Honda. By then the tire was flat on mm. the front, and they had pounded my chopper and they had this big chopper thing I really wanted to go to. And I told the boys stay here with me. And help me get something going. And they said, no, our buddies are leaving us out. We all got to go with our little punk friends. And, <laughs> and left me at home with a... Right. I, oh, I think And then I'd get down there a day late. And I'd pull in the parking lot. And they'd come in and they were like, oh, buddy, buddy. buddy <laughs> oh, he remembers that whole story completely wrong. I, I rode with them. I was trying to kick their ass like I did. <laughs> He's telling the story all wrong. Right. No so remember, and we rode Jesus together. Jesus freaks called me over. <laughs> the friends of Jesus called me over, and they said, you're not supposed to act like that. What's your problem, old man? And they give me a cup of coffee stories and calling me again. down. And, <laughs> right. and then I went back, and I said, okay, sorry, I was an idiot. And, uh, but riding a yeah. bagger to a chopper party when you got a flat 80 chopper <laughs> in the impound must be pretty hard. People you know, too, like strangers, he'd show up like a picture and be like, 
I'm just riding this gold because I, I, I really, here's a picture of my roundabout. for Harley. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. But I didn't care. I went there and then we all went out. Remember my battery day. rubbed I'm, through on my shovel. I get kind of crazy in the morning before I eat. My blood sugar. And so we all went down and eat and then they helped me set up my tent and make my camp and get us all squared away. Right, right. And it was a, a really good weekend. You know, we had No, a that was the year I was in Milwaukee, right? And I, I you flew rode in, in late. That's right. I, I got off the plane at one. I got on the bike at three. I showed up at noon or whatever, or earlier than that. But and then everybody wanted to leave, right? And we remember we rode in the night at the Oak Creek Canyon and we went to Flagstaff. That there. was awesome. And Vince was with us, remember? That, that was a awesome good ride. Dude, that 89 yeah. If you go from down, Sedona to you know? Flagstaff on 89 they to, A, man. They used yeah. to send us to Holbrook when we were kids, like for the summer. We thought oh, that's all Arizona. Was all <laughs> Arizona. Was <laughs> and then we got on 89 A, and it really blew our mind. Yeah, and, the, so, and the beauty thing was the first time we did it, nobody else was on the road. We had Since we've gone back <laughs> another time since, and I don't mm-hmm. know if it was ever as good as that first Yeah, time. it'll never be that good ever again, man. Well, it is, <clears throat> it is funny how it's moved on, though. I mean, Flathead Ted, how do you feel about these guys racing old choppers across country with me and some other of our ruffian <laughs> yeah, friends? Yeah, Ted, I don't know if you knew that, but Bob did that stampede. Yeah. That. That's how we know Bob. That's how I, I put them on the path. <laughs> you know, I helped him chop their first Honda. Yeah. He was pretty excited. I, I got him with a hacksaw. Yeah, dude, I was like 15. Might have like ponded set of sockets to get them, tools. to shake up the cash to get it, man. And and I wrote that to high school like every day, man. Like that was actually yeah. a, a runner, man. But we've always had a motorcycle and something. Yeah, there was never the a time but like I would say that we had bikes before we were bored. That really was Oh, you might yeah. not knew you was gonna have to. He point. bought us a togo yeah, one time with like a Briggs and Stratton motor, and he went to work in the mine, and we put all of his antique Harley spark plugs in it. <laughs> Did we open? We had a whole case, of, a case of unopened vintage <laughs> Harley spark plugs all wrapped in paper. We, I, I don't know why we thought that one was gonna be different. You know, that right. is the box. They, they're all the same box. Yeah. We could never make him run, man. That was the most disappointing motorcycle. <laughs> and then he did some know. welding trade and got us a one ten Honda street bike. When I was eight or so, eight or nine, when we first got it. But. And that's when Willie got his first moving violation. Yeah, they <laughs> caught me in Silverton on the strand of the mine road they, on they a Honda did. Street bike when I was nine. And no gave driver's me. license. <laughs> Where's your driver's license? Eight, eight or nine years old. <laughs> How many so times he, did they ask you for your license? I don't know. So he, he got his first driver's license when he was 16, and it was three points short. We had to go to court at the. Uh, judge in the town looked like an old wizard. He had an old gray beard all the way. Remember that old judge? When Willie got the ticket, I said, come on. I took him downtown Silverton, and we went from place to place. And I said, my boy got a $90 ticket for driving. And this is a 92, so $90 was like a lot. A driver's license, and he's only nine years old, but I want to make him responsible. And would you give him a job so he could have some? What do you mean give that kid a job? My brother-in-law's on the town board. You know, we'll settle this. And so we went down there and uh, on court date, and it, I made our case. And uh, the judge said, yeah, $90 is pretty severe. If you will do some community service, we'll suspend the $90 fine. So Willie and I was 
we had to help the firemen. It was oh, Christmas no, I was time, there too. I, did, I just went and did Claus it. Bags. We, we were like eating candy. Everybody down there was a tip under the wind. You know, <laughs> you know it's funny. The cop got drunk. It was the biggest party we'd been to all year. Yeah. And that but we did like an hour. He's like, yeah, that would do. Yeah, we had to stand in an assembly line and fill bags for Santa to hand out. But. <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, Those are good times, man. That's a whole other world. Man. We, you know, they they wanted motorcycles. And some of their friends had brand new little bikes. And I told them, no, nah, we can't borrow money to buy He used to toys. take us to the Honda shop and we, let us sit on all the new motorcycles. Like so many times. Yeah, I was a bad dad. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you're right. There's no reason to I borrow money against it. That's for sure. Now they don't know how to See, with quit. our bicycles, yeah. man, we used to ragtag against the oh, yeah. stuff, man. Like, yeah, when you're done, there's still a couple of the bicycles hanging on the back. Dude, oh, we yeah. Built, I saw we that. Built yeah. We built like, We turned a bike down. frame. My dad showed us he turned a bike frame upside down and welded a new seat post. It was like seven to eight feet in the air. Too. Oh, we used to ride around town with this dude, eight I foot tall bike. I run next to it, hop, start it up. Yeah, yeah, getting on it was the hard part. It was Once funny because some lady in town, she was like, "I remember you boys ride those crazy bicycles, and I got these crazy motorcycles." <laughs> right, right. Yeah, we were chopping cool. bicycles before we were chopping motorcycles. Yeah. Man. yeah, that's funny. No, I and I was very similar. <laughs> I know on my dead end street, and all the half the people who live there grew up with me. They still call me Bobby, and they. They watch me ride motorcycles up and down the street now yeah. instead of riding my bicycles like I used to. That's pretty good. Well, what, uh, you feeling ready to race today, Ted? Gotta be. Yeah. <laughs> ready or not. It looks like everything's set. You know, I mean, there's a whole village. The bikes in the trailer, dude. Yeah. Right when we put it in the trailer, so <laughs> yeah. we're assuming it'll run when we get it out. I've, I've been pretty stressed out about this whole thing, right? The last few days. Oh, I'm sure. Right. And I ate something I shouldn't <laughs> ate just going to bed last night. And I was having heartburn. I thought maybe I was having a heart attack. Yeah. I thought, here I am. I'm going to get up in the morning sick and go to have a heart attack in the middle of the race today. Maybe I better just stay in bed. Yeah. And uh, But I got up, and then we had an outrageous party. and, and Yeah, we yeah, had breakfast ever for breakfast. Breakfast in Bayfield. We ever have. That was a good you one. Know, made a bunch of new friends that came this year. Oh, it was Old awesome. friends, family. Yeah. Oh, that was amazing. one we ever had. And hopefully I'll see most of these guys again another time. Yeah. I've only heard of me, and I've only heard of them. <laughs> Just like you and my father. I mean, oh, I know we've no. talked it's about It's such a pleasure to meet you, Ted. Yeah. Yeah, you and Vlardy yeah. have been here a bunch of times. Yeah, <laughs> I know. You're here. Never here in Bayfield. We're always yeah, next door in Durango. Yeah, first time I seen Vlardy, he was wearing a... Long Bless you. fur coat. Yeah. <laughs> that's Velarde. He's always that swagger. That yeah, guy. for sure. Man. Oh, that's great. I asked his girlfriend yeah. how they met. She's like, I was at this wedding and he was wearing an all purple suit. And I was like, yep. That's I've had friends come through. Our, our friend Martian was a 45. His name was Martin, but they called him Martian. Cool. And uh, you live in the backyard in a band for a while. You <laughs> get really two to try it, man. We feel like especially. You had nine 45s, right? How many 45s? 13. 13. <laughs> but, uh, the boys were telling their friends the other day, they were saying, some, my father brought some of the strangest people home. <laughs> the they called him Marsha because he was a weirdo. And Don Don? Like, yeah, that was yeah, we had a friend yeah. named Don Don because he talked to himself all the time. Like, there was two Dons. Like. <laughs> there, was, there was a long line of them. You know? <laughs> but uh, as children, we grew up around all these people and we've been able to 
pick the good out of all of these different people over oh, the years. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, Kevin, somebody oh, told me you can't teach your kids everything they need to know. Surround them with smart people or good people. Right. And I take them out on the reservation and introduce them to my Indian friends. There, and, yeah, uh, both and my hippie brother. friends and my church friends, <laughs> my veterans friends, my truck driving friends, my construction working. Yeah, me and my neighbor were having that conversation. I feel like I can hang out with just about anybody. Right, you know what I mean? Right. Like I've been exposed to so many. I mean, you know, with religion and and motorcycles, and I've been exposed to so many things over the years. You know, it's like yeah, we can kind of go almost anywhere, you know, and fit in. But yeah, they, they have an older brother. Yeah, yeah, Earl and, uh, Harley. Harley, Harley. <laughs> so he had his older brother and. The hippie women were telling me if your wife is breastfeeding, you won't get another kid for two years. <laughs> so Jeremiah comes along in two years, and I said, "Well, this is working really well." <laughs> and then nine months later, really is more, these guys are more like twins than yeah, Irish. They really are. Yeah. That's that's why like so close. Even now, we still go to the same parties and do the same things. We get the same shirts, and we oh, yeah. call each other before we do. We go to places like walk closer. You wear, you know, so we don't wear the same hats and look stupid. Yeah, know? no, I did. Well, <laughs> I did that the other day with three months out of the year. Yeah, yeah, that's true. No, you guys are real close. It's hard having a brother like that because he wore all my socks. He used all my toothpaste. You know, he's always right. You had to write your name in your underwear. Yeah, yeah. Sure he, he still wore it. <laughs> he still wore it. These guys couldn't read anyway. I didn't get my own bedroom until uh, my oldest brother moved out of the house. Yeah. I've been roommates. I wonder, Willie, why everything you say has a WJ on it. Now yeah. I know everything you own. You oh, what was that you say last night? You can yeah. find. I still got You can oh, find where Jer's been. <laughs> you can find <laughs> say WJ. Yeah. Right. The shit on the road that Jer's dropping that says WJ. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, he's lost more stuff. I've so, lost stuff. Well, just sunscreen and stuff. Not. I haven't lost any major things <laughs> lately. That, that's there was great. a time where I, man, I lost $200 tents. Down sleeping bags, burning them on his exhaust pipes, dragging them behind him. Yeah, apparently, I can't have up three pipes, man. Or nice stuff. Yeah. And that's where we're going to end part one for now of Durango Road. What a great adventure it was. Happy to share it with you. This is your host, Bob Marshall, American Roadrunner Podcast. Let me know if you're interested in sponsorship. We're currently taking applications. Feel free to. Send me an email or direct message about that. Till next time, I'm off to Kernville myself. If you happen to be up there, stop by and say hi. Otherwise, we'll see you next time. Stay clicked in, keep the rubber side down, be good humans, my friends.